on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. JBJ rolls one to first. It's a fair ball. Freeman has it. Feeds Smith. Got him at first base just barely. Craig Council is going to hold up play for just a moment to make doubly sure that Jackie Bradley Jr. didn't beat that play over at first. It was awfully close. Craig says, nope, we're good. And that's it. Eight to one, the final score. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee. With Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. That's a frustrating loss. That is a frustrating loss as the Brewers fall 8-1, and the score is not indicative of the way this game is played. A strike three that is not called strike three, followed up by a home run. A play at first base that's not made, that could have been a play at second base, but it ends up going to first, and the play's not made. All in all, you look at those two plays in this one, and it turns out to be a Brewers 8-1 loss because of it. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, along side. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll break down everything that went down in this one. Uh, we'll complain about the umpire in a little bit because that does have an impact on this game. We'll talk to you. We'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. Go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to do. Stick with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-2 pitch. Swing it out here to third. This could be two. Ryan goes to second. One. The throw is going to be in time to get the middle runner, but no relay throw attempted. Manny Pena is going to reach. It'll be an RBI fielder's choice. 8-1, Brewers uh, fall short to Atlanta today. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. And, Augie, let's jump in on this one. And the biggest question that's already being asked after this game is just the impact of the umpiring. And you, you, you give... You give a lot of credit where credit is due because Dansby Swanson still had to hit the home run. But I think a lot of Brewers fans are feeling very frustrated right now, and rightfully so, because there's a clear strike three that's not called, and the next pitch is a game-changing kind of pitch. And everybody's frustrated. I don't know what the answer is. It's the, the Here's the other frustrating thing, Augie. It's the same guys. It's C.B. Bucknor tonight. If it's not C.B. Bucknor, it's Angel Hernandez or it's Mike Hester. Like there's a dozen or so umpires that keep making these ridiculously horrible calls that have impact on games. Well, the biggest thing is being consistent. And, you know, I, it's one thing when, you're, when you make calls and uh, whether you call the ball up or down or in and out, it's the consistency in which you fall. You call them in uh, all night long. We we saw uh, a lot of some pitches that were up in the zone and that were called strikes. Then there were balls down in the zone. Uh, when you get that inconsistency, it really puts you in a bad spot. And you know the biggest thing about that pitch, and you know, we can talk about about uh, 
Dansby Swanson, Swanson still hitting that that the big home run, getting a three-two breaking ball. It just changes what you how you throw or what you throw or how you try to make that pitch. A two-two pitch and a three-two pitch are a different style of pitch. Three-two, you want to get that ball over the plate. You want to get it for a strike. You want to throw that breaking ball. Two-two, you can work on a corner, work on an edge. Exactly what Woody was doing in that situation. But I still think the biggest thing, and I personally don't like this. The 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 strike zone put up on TV. Uh, I think it sometimes takes away from the game a little bit. But umpires have to call a game by being consistent. Every umpire is different. They see the game a little bit different behind the catcher, and they call a game according to how they see it. But the biggest problem that we have is being consistent and C.B. Buckner had a little bit of a tough time tonight. He missed that pitch. Does it make a difference? I think when you miss a pitch in that situation that late in the ball game, it does make a difference because right there, when he threw the next pitch and probably didn't throw it in a good enough spot, he did, He made a bad pitch. There's no question. He got the ball over to play but still, 2-2 two, two to 3-2 two is a different, different pitch and you try to get that ball over to play. Yeah, and I do think it's important to say for people who watch the games on TV, so the strike zone is based upon the physical characteristics of the batter. And the strike zone that is put up on TV, that box that's put up on TV, it doesn't get bigger and smaller based upon the height of the batter. So that box is not always 100% correct. That's worth noting. But at the same time, Augie, you can go online, you can go to all the different sites, you can go to all the different places that do adjust the strike zone based upon the batter uh, that's at the plate, and you can see that, for example, that 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 call today was was a clear miss from CB Bucknor. Yeah, and it's a bit again. That's the consistency that umpires have, and I think that's the toughest thing for an umpire. Your really good umpires are umpires that have a strike zone that, like I just said earlier, see the strike zone from behind the catcher a certain way and stay within that strike zone. Their strike zone might be a little different. And I remember in pitching when I played, it usually was you give a little bit on the outside, tight on the inside, and then the top of the strike zone was a little bit above the waist and then the knee top of the knees and that's the way they call it and a lot of umpires were were pretty much pretty consistent but there were certain umpires that before you went in the ball game and when you walked them out and you looked behind who was in that who was the guy behind the plate and you could tell that a certain guy was going to give you that outside pitch or the guy was going to be a high ball umpire or a low ball umpire and when you know that you pitch to that style and but uh, it just looked like tonight that uh, C.B. Buckner was just a little bit inconsistent, and uh, sometimes it doesn't make a big deal early in the ball game. But when you get late in the ball game, where this where this home run took place, it's uh, it's it becomes a big part of the ball game. Eight one Brewers fall to Atlanta. That was one of the big plays. The other big play, the play that's not made at first and second. Uh, Escobar can't field the glove. Adamas goes to first. Maybe should have gone to second. We'll discuss that coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Double play opportunity. Ozzie Albies at the plate. He drives one into right center. Back is Garcia. Warning track. It's off the top of the fence. Peterson's going to get the wave. Here comes the throw from Colton Wong towards the plate. It's a good throw. Peterson is out at home. 
Brewers come up short as they lose to the Braves today. Final score, 8-1. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, along with you. If you want to join us, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and text line available, 855-616-1620. We just discussed the non-strike three call that uh, after the ball ruling was made, there was a home run, the next pitch. And you give credit to Swanson and Woodruff did not throw a great pitch. The other big play in this game comes in the seventh inning when Jorge Soler is at the plate, hit ones up the hits hits it up the middle. Adamas gets to it on a fantastic play. Um, Adamas could have gone to second. He instead goes to first. Uh, the the throw was a little bit wide. It wasn't a horrendously bad throw, but it was a little bit wide. Uh, Eduardo Escobar playing first base for the first time ever. He uh, kind of stretches out for it. It takes him down to his knees. He can't hold on. He can't make the catch. It comes out, and uh, Soler is safe on what's ruled a hit. We'll talk about the ruling in a second. But, Augie, first off, on, on that play, I mean, there's a lot going on there. I think the easiest thing to say is it would have been a better play for Adamas to go to second. When you watch the replay, Wong was get, Wong was at second before the actual throw was made. Wong was not at second when Adamas started the throwing motion. So as he is starting the throwing motion, he can see that Escobar is set up at first. Wong's not set up at second. That's the only thing that can go through my mind on why he went to first and not to second. The better play would have been to second, and then that's a tough play for a guy at first base in his first ever game at first place, the first base to try to make. Well, I think Willie was reactionary in that in, the, in on that play. He had to make a great diving step and coming up. And I think what he did is he saw he saw Colton coming to the base. So he saw that you know with his arm strength, if he got up, he had time enough to make a good throw and throw him out at first base. And you know the, the problem the problem you get there with Escobar. Escobar tried to make a great play and almost did make a fantastic play on it. But it's the getting used to that footwork at first base, and you you have to change your foot work you have to stretch and I thought he almost made a fantastic play the ball was a little bit wide because Willie had to rush the ball a little bit and and I thought that uh, Edward almost made a made a great play but that footwork at first base changes when you position yourself towards the plate as opposed towards the outfield and it's just something new to him and I'm sure that down the road he'll make he'll make that play a little bit better but that was a very very tough play and I thought I thought he almost made an outstanding play on it. Mitch and Sturgeon Bay texting in says, how do they arrive at awarding a hit on the Escobar play at first base when he failed to catch the ball? I think, I think the right official scoring ruling was made there. First off, that's a really tough play for Adamas to start. Uh, I know that you're not guaranteed uh, a hit because you don't get credit as a fielder for making the first part of the play but then not making the second part of the play. But at the same time, that's a really tough play for Adamas to make that play, to get up, to make the quick throw. And then it did it, it did result in Escobar kind of coming off the bag, lunging forward. He went down to his knees, so it was not a perfect throw. You're not going to assess a, uh, a throwing air on that. You're not going to probably assess a fielding air. I think that's a hit all the way. Yeah, it's just a great play by, bo- by both uh, Willie, Willie and Escobar at first base. Uh, when you see, uh, see what is made, I don't care how many times you play first base, but that stretch is always tough to get out and try to stay in contact with the base yet. Focus on trying to catch the ball and making a great play is always a really tough play. I thought Willie made an outstanding play. I just thought he probably caught Colton, who's still running to 
the base and thought maybe that that the best play to go was the first base because he had time and just made a little bit of a wild the throw was a little bit uh, wild towards the outfield and I thought Escobar almost made a great play. Yeah, I mean it was it was close, and it's just Escobar playing his first game at first base. That's tough. I still, right. if a, if Adamas had it to do all over again, I'm sure he would go to a second base on that. Considering uh, it, even if he would have gone to second his fur uh, himself, that would have been like a fifty fifty foot race sort of thing. That that's not something that he probably wanted to do. You know, giving it to Wong at second would have been the safer play in that situation. Uh, Brewers come up short. They lose today to the Braves by an eight one score. They'll look to win. The series coming up tomorrow afternoon. We continue on with Brewers Extra Innings after this here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. That would end up being the final score, 8-1. Brewers come up short against Atlanta. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. Doug texting in and uh, says... Uh, Brandon Woodruff, although still good, is a different pitcher from the first two months, and now he's basically a 500 pitcher, although the ERA is still low. First off, pitcher record doesn't matter. Brandon Woodruff has been a victim of low run support time and time and time again. So uh, don't even come at me with like a pitcher's record. I don't care. I'm never going to care. There's a lot of other numbers that can indicate uh, what a pitcher is doing, and record is not it. So I don't I don't care what Brandon Woodruff's record is because that's not indicative of the type of pitcher he is. Augie, you look at his day to day, and we've spent a lot of time. And again, Woodruff still through the pitch that resulted in the home run. We're not trying to sit here and say that there's not some culpability that goes along with it. Woodruff still, after that happens in baseball, you don't get calls. And when you don't get calls, what you have to do is you have to make the next pitch. So we're not, we're not just letting Woodruff off the hook for, uh, for what was not a great pitch. And, but at the same time, if the correct call is made, that's strike two. There's a very good shot that he gets out of that inning, and we're talking about a guy who goes six innings allowing one run. Like I, I still, I, I don't buy the idea of Wood, of Woodruff kind of falling off. Uh, this was a game that very easily, instead of five and a third, three runs, it could have been six innings and one run. Very, very easily, and you know, I no matter what anybody says, I, I he's a warrior. He hasn't gotten the run support that maybe some of the other pitchers have have gotten, but he's a guy that consistently goes out there, keeps the team in the ball game, you know, and really does a nice job. He's consistently pitching in that six to six plus uh, inning category, which is what you want out of your starting pitching. The the one thing that, about tonight, sometimes there are times in the game when you pitch and you really want to 
one pitch, you become reactionary as a pitcher. And that reactionary takes you off your focus and what you are trying to accomplish. And I'm not going to say that's exactly what happened with Woody today, but it was such an important part of the game and such a big pitch that, you know, you can react to it. And then what it does, it takes you off of focus and you don't execute your pitch from there. I think that's a little bit what happened to Woody tonight. But like you said, there aren't many games that Woody doesn't go out there and he's a warrior and fights and battles through some tough times, makes some great pitches and keeps you in the ball game. If you look at almost every ball game he's been in this year, I don't think I remember a ball game where he hasn't been in the ball game or we had an opportunity to win that ball game when he came out, when he, when his job was done that night. So I, I just think he's a warrior. I think he's that he's that guy you look to each and every time that he's going to give you the best he, he can. And he's the kind of guy that always goes out and tries to improve from one day to the next, but also learns from things that happen in the games that he's pitched. He'll learn something about tonight's game that, you know, it's not about the pitch that was missed. It was about the execution of the next pitch. 8-1, Brewers fall to Atlanta. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The pitch. Ground ball. One hops the glove of Adamas. The throw to first. And Escobar dropped the ball. Trying to stretch. Escobar couldn't catch it cleanly. And a run will score for the Braves. Brewers fall short to Atlanta by an 8-1 score. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. Manager Craig Council spent some time speaking with the media just a few moments ago. As he opened up his postgame thoughts, as you might expect, he uh, talked a little bit about the non-strike-three call, which ended up having a very big impact on this game. Well, I mean, I mean, the guy hit a home run, so I mean, you know, I mean, he did. The hitter did a nice job. I mean, it was it was strike three. I think. The hitter told us that too, um, and then you know give Swanson credit. He, he uh, you know Woody made a pitch he didn't want to make, and um, the guy hit a, and Swanson hit a home run. So um, you know I, I give Swanson credit. You know it, so I mean you still got to hit the pitch, and um, I don't I don't think it was Woody made the best pitch he could make, but um, you know the guy the guy did a lot with it. Craig, I, I think what frustrated Woody even more from just talking to him is he had to battle so much, and he and he was succeeding with his battle. You know, he he wasn't as good as he used, as he can be, uh, but he kept them to one run until that swing. Yeah, I mean they they did a nice job against them. I, I think um, you know it was a situation to me where they didn't give him any easy at bats, they didn't give him easy innings, um, so. Yeah, you know, I I agree that he was battling. I I I thought they did a nice job against him tonight and hit a, hit a bunch of foul balls. Um, and he just he just didn't get quick outs like we've seen him seen him getting. Uh, and it, it wasn't because of the la- lack of quality. They did they did a nice job. So um, they, they you know I think but from Woody's perspective, you're right though. It's it's um, you know we're. He's got 16 outs. He's two outs to two outs away there. Um, he, he was, you're getting at, he's getting to the end. Um, and, and he had close to putting up six innings, one run, um, or, or five and two thirds, one run. And, you know, at, at the end, the other guy's trying to get you and, and Swanson did. Craig, what do you think made, um, that starter Mueller so good? It looked like his breaking stuff was. 
in the yeah, lockout it, zone. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought his his slider just he gave us some problems. It was almost um, we didn't get many good swings against it. It was almost doing kind of different things on each on each one. Um, so I, it was a good pitch for him. Uh, we, you know, he he was very effective with that pitch, um, and uh, used it frequently to to the right handers, and then you know got swings and misses in the zone, which is a little rare on on a slider. Um, usually you got to you kind of make a strike to ball, but he did a good job getting swings and misses in the zone and takes uh, on the back door side. So the slider was the pitch that I thought was he used effectively. Craig, when they broke the game open, um, why do you think Willie went to first on that play? Is it just because after the dive, that play is just happening very quickly? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what happens. Um, you know, I, I think he thought he he knew he hadn't, you know, when you dive like that and, and you lose sight of second base as he's spinning, I think he knew he, he thought he knew he had an out at first base with the, with, with the right throw, and he did. Um, it's just there was an easier out at second base, uh, but – I think when he when he dove, you, you kind of lose. Is that out there? Is Colton there? You know. Um, so he, he tried to go to first and just threw a little wide. Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Brewers come up short, losing to Atlanta by an eight-one score. How did it all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 8-1 Brewers come up short against the Braves. Starting pitching matchup, Brandon Woodruff going for the crew and Kyle Muller getting the start for the Braves. It would be uh, the Brewers who would strike first in the bottom of the second inning. Avisayo Garcia leads the inning off with a base hit. With one out, Lorenzo Kane singles, and then Luis Urias, he's hit by a pitch, so the base is loaded for Manny Pena. 1-2 pitch. Swing and a bouncer hit to third. This could be two. Riley goes to second. One, the throw is going to be in time to get the middle runner, but no relay throw attempted. Manny Pena's going to reach. It'll be an RBI fielder's choice. There's your run scoring for the Brewers in this game. Uh, Brewers would make a very good defensive play uh, later in the contest, but first the Braves would uh, tie things up. Austin Riley in the fourth inning would walk to lead things off against uh, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, after the first out is recorded, Jorge Salar gets a base hit, so that puts runners on at the corners for Danby Swanson. First offering, and this is a line drive in the left for a base hit. That's going to get down in front of Taylor. Riley will score, and this game is tied at one. And then that defensive play would come in the fifth inning. Jock Peterson leads the inning off by being hit by a pitch. Next batter is Ozzie Albies. Double play opportunity. Ozzie Albies at the plate, and he drives one into right center. Back is Garcia. Warning track. It's off the top of the fence. Peterson's going to get the wave. Here comes the throw from Colton Wong towards the plate. It's a good throw. Peterson is out at home. Fantastic throw, Garcia to Wong to Pena, and it keeps it a 1-1 game. Uh, It would not stay a 1-1 game. In the sixth inning, the Braves would take their first lead. Adam Duvall leads the inning off with a base hit. Jorge Salard then strikes out. That brings up Dansby Swanson. On a 2-2 pitch, it looked like he was struck out, but Brandon Woodruff does not get the call, and then this happens on the 3-2 pitch. 
He goes, the pitch, swing and a fly ball hit into center. Back Kane, warning track, gone. And Brandon Woodruff is going right after C.B. Buckner. It's a two-run home run for Dansby Swanson. The Braves take a 3-1 lead. Woodruff should go at Bucknor. I mean, Woodruff makes a pitch right there that results in the home run, and you obviously uh, give credit. But at the same time, that should have been an out, and it wasn't, and then uh, the home run. So that makes it a 3-1 game. Braves would add to their lead. They would do so in the seventh inning. With a one out, Ozzy Albies gets a base hit, then Freddie Freeman singles. So runners on at first and second for Austin Riley, who walks. That loads the bases for Jorge Soler. The pitch. Ground ball. One hops the glove of Adamas. He'll throw to first. And Escobar dropped the ball. Trying to stretch. Escobar couldn't catch it cleanly. And a run will score for the Braves. Yeah, it could have been out of it there. You, you, Adamas could have gone to second. He goes to first. The throw is just a little bit wide. You've got a brand new first baseman, Eduardo Escobar, playing his first ever game there. Just was a perfect storm. So the run scores, inning not over. Next hitter, Dansby Swanson. And the 2-2. High fly down the left field line. Will it stay fair? It is off the pole and gone. Dansby Swanson has hit a grand slam, and the Braves lead it 8-1. to one. Yeah, that was against uh, new brewer uh, John Curtis, and that's uh, that made it an 8-1 game. That ended up being the final score. The two new Brewers pitchers both made their uh, debuts today. Uh, for Daniel Norris, went two-thirds of an inning, did not give a hit, had a strikeout. He was the one who came in after Brandon Woodruff. But then uh, Curtis struggled, getting just two outs, giving up the five runs on four hits. Miguel Sanchez carried the final inning and a third without giving up a run. And the Brewers come up short today, 8-1. With the win, the Braves go to 52-53. and The Brewers, they drop to 62-43, and winning totals for Atlanta. Eight runs, 13 hits, two errors. They end up leaving eight for the Brewers. One run, seven hits, one error, and uh, they end up leaving 11. Winning pitcher Jesse Chavez, he goes to 2-2. Two and two, The loss to Brandon Woodruff, he is 7-6. and six. Home runs, Dansby Swanson hits two of them, number 19 and number 20 on the year. The game lasting three hours and 27 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 39,088 at Truist Park in Atlanta. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Braves 8-1, sets up a rubber game of the match tomorrow. We'll preview that. We'll give you some scores from around baseball, and we'll call it a night. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers lose to Atlanta by an 8-1 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ around the National League Central tonight. The Reds, they end up losing. They lose in 10 innings to the Mets. So the Brewers do not uh, lose any of their uh, lead in the NL Central. Final score, Mets 5, Reds 4, and oh yeah, by the way, Joey Votto does not 
does not hit a home run uh, in this game. Luis Sessa, the newest member, one of the newest members of the Reds, they acquired a couple relief pitchers uh, in a deal with the Yankees. Sessa ends up uh, taking the loss. So the Reds, after they were, the Reds finally have an opportunity to gain ground on the Brewers, and they can't do it. They've got to be pretty frustrated. Uh, Cubs, they double up the Nationals 6-3 in Washington. Kyle Hendricks picks up the victory. He went seven strong, allowing a run on four hits, three strikeouts, and one walk. Cardinals, they lose to uh, the Twins 8-1, so the Cardinals lose an opportunity to gain ground on the Brewers and the Reds. And the Pirates, they knock off the Phillies by a 3-2 score. Around the Brewers minor league system, AAA Nashville, uh, they, their game was suspended in the top of the fourth inning against Columbus. They are trailing in that game in the top of the fourth by a one nothing game. That's going to be completed tomorrow, and then they'll play the regularly scheduled game after that. Double-A Biloxi, they were at home against Montgomery, and they come up short. They score a run in the bottom of the ninth inning, but it was not enough as Biloxi loses to Montgomery by a 6-4 score. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, they had no problem tonight as uh, they knock off Cedar Rapids by a 12-2 score. And then the Carolina Mudcats, they had a nice day. They had six runs that they score in the seventh inning, and they end up winning at Lynchburg. 11-2 was the final score there for Carolina. They're 46-31. and There's some good uh, records uh, in the Brewers minor league system. Uh, Biloxi's been playing better lately. Their overall record's not great. Nashville's 44 and uh, 31. So the Brewers will uh, get set for the uh, for the final game of this series coming up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, as Brett Anderson's going to be on the mound for the crew. Winner of the game tomorrow will take the series, winning two out of three in these games. Uh, you can argue maybe they're even more important for the Braves as the Braves are trying to uh, catch the Mets in the National League East. And kind of same deal over there in the East as both the Mets and Braves end up winning, so nothing changed. But in tomorrow's game, it's going to be Brett Anderson on the mound for the crew. Lefty is 3-5, and 3.86 ERA. Charlie Morden will get the start for the Braves. He's 10-3 and with a 3.72 ERA. 12-21st pitch tomorrow. That means network coverage begins at 11.45. I'll be with you at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning for Brewers warm-up. And then uh, myself and Jerry Augustine will be back with you uh, following the game for Brewers X Journeys. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow for more Brewers baseball.